0: All right, welcome to Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. I am your host this evening, D, along with my good buddy, Frank. What's happening? Man, that's weird. You're the host. It's kind of like the
1: draft episode. I'm going to take it. All right. I think you got it, dude. There's no way I'm going to do it. I'm terrible. We lost the dead weight tonight, dude. The dead
0: weight? (laughs) If that guy didn't have a radio voice, dude, what would he be good for? Exactly? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I got nothing, dude. Damn, man. I don't need... Yeah. So... you um, just be some average white dude with a, with a beard.
0: Pretty much, dude. Yeah. A beard and a beer belly. That's it. Classic American right there. Yep. So, no Brady. No Brady. Brady could not make it today. He couldn't. He uh, was having surgery
1: to remove the, the twin that he has had at births on his back. <laughs> so uh yeah it was about time it's been there for a while like when we'd go to the beach we would be like what the hell is that man you be like yeah it's just this thing and it's just
0: yeah, yeah it just moves every now and then it's finally coming off so that's good for him he's pumped yeah i wish that was true what uh brady can't make it because he's too busy recording his other podcast with <laughs> his wife <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah he's yeah. too
0: busy recording his bravo talk show po- podcast yeah dude i
1: was like i i told him i'm like are you sure you're going to start another podcast? Like isn't that like a uh what is it? A conflict of interest? He's we like should have had him sign an NDA. He's like these
0: are my two loves, football and Bravo. Yeah, I suppose. So, <laughs> reality <laughs> but, you know, TV. He's dude, he's it's going to his head, bro. He's like I got the radio voice. Dude, like this is my thing now. That's what it is. Yeah. I, that's what it is. Hey, I get it, dude. Happy wife, happy life. By
1: the end of the year he's going to be involved in like six different podcast shows about eight different things. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's okay. right, bro. We got it. As
1: long as he promotes us on all the all the other podcast shows, it's all that matters. Yeah.
0: Well, so. we're not going to promote theirs because we don't want to lose the few listeners that we have. All eight of you guys. Yeah. Maybe he'll be. Maybe uh, he'll be back next week. Yeah. But anyways, let's uh, get into the news here. I think the biggest thing that's happened since we've last sat down and talked, uh, Dalvin Cook is officially cut from the Vikings. He's become a clear cap casualty. Frank, where is he going to go? <sighs> I have no idea where this guy is going to go, man. This is probably
1: the worst time for you to get cut at that position. Like after the draft, after free agency, like these types of players don't typically get signed until somebody goes down in training camp, but Dalvin cook still has it, but you definitely saw a drop off last year. So it's going to, it's, he's probably going to be going to someone like a contend, a contender somewhere. I just don't know where.
0: Do you see him as a surefire first round pick again, no matter where he goes? No, I can't I, see I don't that either.
1: Like, there's I would be I would be very hesitant to take him in an early round dependent on where he goes
0: I think I always thought he was on the cusp of the elite yeah but I never really wanted to put him in that category he was always like a tier below for me Mm -hmm. and I had him last year and he was just very very boomer bust right so that's what I'm saying he started to kind of see that drop off last year and he's flirting with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are flirting with him. I really don't understand why. They already have twenty five running backs in that room. Oh, God. And like is he is he that much better than the combination of A Chain, Mostert, and Wilson? I mean, I get it, because all three of them are gonna get hurt at some point, along with Tua. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe they'll have him play quarterback, dude. Yeah, and then they're gonna put Tyreek in the backfield, then he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if Miami's a realistic landing spot, dude. If I imagine him going somewhere. Cowboys? Replace Zeke? Be the running mate to Pollard? I mean like that's a, good, kinda, that's a good that's a good O line. That would be kinda nasty. He would keep his value for at least one more year. But goes, so, so then not situation is son
1: so then he's so say say that he does go there. Where do
0: you take him then? I probably don't.
1: I still don't take him either. I still don't take him. Like and I probably stay away from Pollard if even I'm more. forced
0: to third round. But I guarantee some other idiot will take him before I do. Yeah, yeah.
1: And you know, Powell, Pollard's going to go before him in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, but say so. Like right now, Tony Pollard, you can if you have to. You don't like it, but you can take him in the second round, and you'd be like, "Fuck, okay, see what happens." But yeah. if Dalvin ends up that's there, high upside, right? If
0: Dalvin's there in the se- like, and you're taking Tornieri in the second, I'd be still so, s- just drops a grenade. Yeah, like it's a disaster. See, this is the hard part, bro, because like. The Dalvins, the Fournettes, the Mm Zekes, the Kareems, like they're just going to blow up whatever situation you already had in mind. Like whether you're redraft or dynasty, I'm sure come actual draft time, like these guys are going to be on teams. So we're going to have a better picture of where they are. But right now, in early June, you're just kind of like, oh my God, where's this guy gonna go? Please don't fuck up my team.
1: And I bet you it's just gonna take one of these guys to sign, and then the rest of them are gonna sign somewhere. Yeah. And it's gonna be a running yeah.
0: back's tough, dude, because they still all those guys have giant egos. They think they're still worth 15 million dollars. In reality, the NFL's like, nah, man, you ain't worth. A I don't even think they
1: were f- worth 15 million dollars <laughs> at any point in their career. <laughs>
0: Maybe I don't, how much was Zeke making? I don't know.
1: Ze- I think Zeke was probably one of the last ones to get those bi- that big running back contract. But then after that you really didn't see many like Leonard Fournette signed for like six million with Tampa a few yeah. years back and that wasn't very much.
0: Hey uh producer Dave, can you get back to that us with that? See if you can get uh what Zeke was making. Yeah. Yeah? Thanks, bro. Thanks, Dave. Cool. <laughs> Miami Dave, baby. So with Dalvin on the outs, that means Madison's the guy.
1: Unquestionably.
0: So way back when you said, are you still taking him in the first? I could
1: I could I would say end first, early second. End of the first, Ooh. early second.
0: I think a, I ha, I have to see what the other backs do first, dude. So he's got Ty, he, they've got Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride sitting behind him, both who, if you are a dynasty player, they had some some pretty good tape when they came out. McBride especially was one of the best running backs in this class. The problem was he was only good at being a running back, aka running the ball. Right, he couldn't pass block and he couldn't catch. You know, but if they just handed it to him, he was really good. Um, and Ty Chandler was a pretty good um as well. I tried to snag him on some of my dynasty leagues, but it seems like everyone else I was playing with didn't want to give him up. Um, does this open the door for a Zeke, a Hunter, a Fournette to Minnesota? Like, Ooh. I kind of hope not. I want—I've been waiting to see what Madison can do. I want to see what Madison can do. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think I take Madison in the first, but I'm definitely. Got my eye on him in the second. Yeah, and, and I'd great say... value in the third. So you pro-
1: now that I think about it, like I, I could warrant, I could warrant taking him in the first. It's just that there's other players that are probably still there that I that I like, like Joe Mixon. I'm always gonna take Joe Mixon at the end of the first. I would
0: take Mixon over. Madison. Yeah, and
1: then the comeback around, I'm probably still taking Devontae. So maybe you th- you look at Madison. Devonte Adams Devonte Adams Okay I just like to okay. that pairing You know if I'm yeah, back yeah. there Yep yep And then maybe you take Madison at the End of the second Early third back I think there. that's a good spot Yeah Maybe there Maybe
0: that's a better spot yeah. For him
1: Just because there's so much Already proven talent Up there They look the same to me
0: Who Like Madison and Cook Oh yeah Like honestly when Could I was Watching tell. the game And like Madison To break off a 30 r- yard run And as a Cook owner I'm like jumping for joy And then I realized It was Madison And yep. I get all pissed off Like yeah. god
1: damn it yeah, dude, he runs just like him. I feel like Madison is a li- slightly more shifty, just yeah. a
0: bit. But and they look similar on the field, like not just like their playing style, like their, like their hair. Yeah, and they're stuff. like the
1: same height, pretty
0: sickly the same build. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, some other interesting news: Saquon not reporting to minicamp, and this is a mandatory minicamp. So I don't know if he starts taking fines or not, but he's still trying to work out that contract. My gut tells me like they're gonna get something done here, but it's still just not the best look. And did if they you, don't, like, where he's gone?
1: Did you read the the article today? Today on ESPN about I him? I
0: glossed over it. He basically said he's willing to sit out if he doesn't get paid. Oh God,
1: no! We got a Le'Veon Bell situation developing, dude. Oh no! I dude. saw that and I was like, Oh God!
0: He's going to the Jets. Oh God, <sighs> no!
1: But yeah, I, I was like, Yeah, I thought I thought something would happen by now, but in reading that article, it just did not inspire confidence. Stay it Stay like calm.
0: It's, stay calm, Dynasty owner. It sounds
1: like there's problems brewing in New York with Saquon Barkley. Based yeah. on that article. You know how you just you read situations, you're like, oh yeah, it's like it kind of shitty, but it sounds like they're making progress. It sounds like they've made no progress and Saquon's being like and good rightfully so, he's got to get paid. But yeah. yeah, it's just this reminds me of LeVeon Bell.
0: If it's a redraft, I'm still going to draft him with confidence. As a dynasty owner I'm doing my best to stay calm. Yeah, I mean, what you can do is stay calm. But home. you but you have to you, but you have to keep an eye on this situation. Yeah. and stuff. But he's he's still young enough where he can go to a second team and still give you one, two more RB1. But if he seasons. sits
1: this year, that's which one more oh, year down the God, drain. Dude. That's what I'm saying. I, I sell.
0: I sell if he sits. 100%.
1: In ah, redraft, I s- well hopefully by the time we're in drafting season that this situation is resolved, he's either not playing or
0: he's already been. He'll signed. get drafted in redraft. I guarantee if he's if it, if we're going into draft season and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to sit the season, someone's going to draft him around five or six. That's yeah, that's I don't know if I could do that. I like, think I just really like, that's what it. we did with Le'Veon.
1: Yeah, and he didn't play the whole year. No, Dave took him
0: first overall and he oh didn't play the whole year. Oh, God <laughs> he took him first overall, that's right. But
1: then he got lucky because he uh picked up James Conner off the waiver and nobody nobody yep. picked him up. God, that's back when we were and he ended up a uh, an RB one. Back when we
0: were young and dumb. Yeah. Damn. And uh rounding out our news, D Hop, couple visits. He visited Tennessee. Ugh. And probably even grosser the Patriots. The Tennessee
1: situation just reminds me of when Julio went there.
0: Like, he was already
1: over the hill, but, like, please, God, D-Hop, don't go there and die like, like Julio did. I
0: think of A.J. Green going to the Cardinals. Ooh, that one was really – that one was bad. I Now, D-Hop has got a lot left in the tank compared to those two yeah. when they made those moves, but still. Like, neither move inspires confidence. Nope. If I had to pick one between the two, like, put, a, put two bullets to my head, I'm going to take the Patriots just because I like the offense better. I do trust Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac like, Jones has, is to Tannehill. That's a push, but yeah, he's got an arm. Yeah, I think he's got a bigger arm than Tannehill. But the, like, I think it's a bit more of a balanced offense too, yeah. compared to the Derrick Henry show out in Tennessee. But and Mac Jones has said he wants to
1: get that ball downfield. Remember last year. Um, I forget which week it was, but he, like after one of the games, he's like, "I, I want to get the ball downfield," and like we're being too conservative. You Kind of like that out of your quarterback, yeah, yeah. Ryan yeah. Tannehill ain't giving a shit. He's just chilling, like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I hand this ball off to King Henry every
0: day." Mac Jones, just he's just a bitch, though. <laughs> I I will never get over that clip of like him dude, getting carried off. Kim Gary carried, carried off, and he's crying like a little girl, dude, he's that lost like, her oh, doll. God, my high ankle yeah. sprain. God, dude, yeah, it's like yeah. A Paul Pierce game, probably yep. shit his pants yeah. too.
1: <laughs> Well, Paul Pierce definitely shit his pants. He's already been on, on on record saying
0: that he did that. God, I wish that guy wasn't a Celtic, dude. He would have been cool. Oh, man. All right, bros. Well, let's crack him. Let's do it. Brady's not here. Finally. Fucking so, finally. We're not going to crack it to that guy. And the Nuggets just won the NBA championship. And we're definitely not cracking it to those and we're Laker fans, so we're definitely not going to crack it to them.
1: I say let's crack him to um, the young gun that just got promoted, Bryce Young in Carolina. To Bryce. For Bryce. I like Bryce, too. Like, they just, I think last week, they just came out, and they're like, he's our QB1. That's right. Yeah, Frank Reich already came out and said he's Mm -hmm. the guy. That's pretty impressive. Take a seat, Andy Dalton. Yeah, come on, dude. Like, that was ever going to be a competition? I like Bryce, dude. No, I mean, Andy Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) But I'm just saying, in general, like, I don't know, dude. Like, yeah, he's really small, but.
1: Dude, he looks tiny. He looks like Maddox standing behind an offensive line, (laughs) dude. (laughs)
0: he makes kyler look (laughs) or kyler yeah Yeah, relatively big dude yeah this one's to you though bryce yep this is to you for winning the gig don't get hurt
1: (sighs) nice blue mountains man that's good
0: love it so what are we doing here today man what's this show all about all right we're going to start tapping into our rankings. We're okay. We're getting closer to draft season. Yeah. So we're going to get started with our ranking series. We're going to start with our quarterbacks, and okay. then we'll touch on our running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, giving you what the podcast rankings are. So the three of us all came up with our individual rankings for all the quarterbacks, and we pretty much combined those, and we've kind of formulated our top 12. And that's what we're going to be giving to you guys today. Um, At some point, we're going to have producer Dave get those up on our social media so you guys could see those. Yep. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions, comments, concerns. Um, But before we get touch into our rankings, let's just talk about some drafting quarterback tips. I think um, one of the things I get asked the most is like, why don't you just take a quarterback first in the first round? Because they score the most points. Like, why don't you just go straight for that? It's like, well, because that's not what the best value is. Now, QBs are typically some of the highest scoring players on your team, and they should average what, like fifteen points? Yeah, I'd say that's a fair average. Shit, man, I'd, I'd even expect sixteen, like an average seventeen. Yeah. from your quarterback. I mean, the best of the best, averaging twenty to twenty-five. Right. On a, on a really good day, they're hitting close to thirty. Yep. Um, but you have your consensus big three. Oh, uh, also,
1: let's premise with the fact that those points that we're we're producing are based on. Um, yes. four point touchdowns, four point touchdowns. So six yes. probably closer to 30
0: yep and a lot of our numbers are going to be four point touchdowns so if you're a six point touchdown guy uh that's cool that's been shot down every year in our league though, yeah so sorry not sorry um but where was i so we have our consensus big three and then there's everybody else and like i said f- with qb it's about finding the value the qb one through three they are the elite and they're always going to be drafted early we're talking rounds two rounds three you really don't see a quarterback go in the first round anymore because there's nobody that's really that good that far above everybody else in the quarterback position if Lamar Jackson did what he did that one year every single year consistently he would warrant
1: First overall or first, first round pick. First
0: round picks. But we don't have a quarterback that does that. I've
1: right? drafted quarterbacks in the first round many times. I took yes. Michael Vick first overall. But I the took game has changed. <laughs> Drew Brees. I took Drew Brees in the first round, and I think I've also taken Matt Stafford in the first round. Jesus. One of those hit. The year I drafted Mike Vick, I won, and the year I drafted Matt Stafford, I won. Damn.
0: The ball's on this man. Yeah. Huge. I could see him from across good the table. It's good times. <laughs> but again, the. It's changed. It's not the same. Yeah, the no. game has changed, dude. Draft your running backs, draft your wide receivers, and draft your Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so that said, we have our top three, right? Mm-hmm. But I think a common tra- strategy and a tip for our listeners is you know, build up the rest of your roster because points-wise, there actually isn't that much of a difference typically between QBs 4 in QB 10. Right. So don't feel pressured once those one, two, three guys go off the board. Don't feel pressured to grab number four and grab number five. Don't feel the need to take Herbert in the fourth round. When you can probably get a Trevor Lawrence in the later rounds, Yep, can give you very close to Justin Herbert production. Sure. Maybe even better. On um, any given week, yeah. You got any tips for our listeners?
1: Yeah. I always... So if if I don't draft quarterbacks early, I end up waiting till very, very late in drafting like an Aaron Rodgers in the 10th round or a Ryan Tannehill even later in like the 15th round because I'm of that thought that like if I'm doing that, that means I'm stacking position players and running backs, yeah, which I think are depth. much more valuable. Right. And so if I'm doing that, what I always try to do is if I'm going to get like an Aaron Rodgers late, I try to find that lottery ticket. So like this year, if I'm taking, you know, like in our, um, our first mock draft, I took Aaron Rodgers super late and then I took – anthony richardson in like the 15th round right because that's the lottery ticket this year right so i think if you do that that kind of gives you some opportunity for you know one of those players winning your leagues so. yeah
0: so you're kind of making the safe play with a like a not a high upside qb mm-hmm. but you're following that up with like your home run, home run swing right exactly yeah. okay
1: exactly because basically your hope you're betting that the rest of your team is going to be putting up the most of your points
0: right so kind of like what you did with Justin Fields last year.
1: Oh yeah. Oh God.
0: Where I took um
1: <laughs> Damn, I don't even oh yeah, I had Russell Wilson. No. Yeah. Brady took Russell Wilson. Who was my quarterback in our redraft? I don't even remember. Aaron Rodgers. I think it was Rodgers. It was. Yeah, it was Aaron Rodgers. You hate that guy. And I was like, and wow. I always end up getting drafted that guy because I can't because I love value. And then I ended up I was like, I'm gonna take Justin Fields late. This is gonna be the lottery ticket. And then by week four or five Literally the week before he blew up, I dropped him to the waiver.
0: Yep. <laughs> and then here's old D combing the waiver. Old at th- D, combing the waiver at three in the morning because he can't sleep because he's so stressed about his team. <laughs> oh. His 15 teams. <laughs> Look at this little diamond I found. Let me just pick oh up this. Let God. me just pick up this misfit toy. Yep. And mm-hmm. it was off to the races. And he was an absolute animal after it's that. It's Like 40 points, 40 points, 30 points. I'm just strutting my stuff around the league. 13 God. wins in a row.
1: That was so badass,
0: and I still lost it.
1: Yeah, we don't have to talk about that.
0: Anywho, okay, so let's get into it, dude. So our QB one, yeah. Do we want to go over our? Uh, do you want to do your rankings first, or
1: do you want to get into the actual players first?
0: Uh, yeah, dude, I can give my rankings. Yeah, let's do so your let's do our rankings real quick. At least maybe the top QB ones. Yeah. So my, I'm I'm, I'm going to give you guys one through twelve. These are my QB rankings. I have Josh Allen, number one. I've got Jalen Hurts, number two. I've got Patrick Mahomes, number three. Joe Burrow, four. Justin Herbert, five. I got Lamar at six. Trevor Lawrence at seven. Fields at eight. Dak at nine. Deshaun at 10. Geno 11. And then I've got Tua at 12.
1: I like that. Um, I think our top three is basically going to be the same. It's just you know your We're top just three is shuffling just, those players yeah. around. So my top three are Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, um, Lamar Jackson at five, Justin Herbert at six, Deshaun Watson at seven, Trevor Lawrence at eight, Justin Fields at nine, and Geno Smith ten, Dak at eleven, and Kirk Cousins at twelve. Cousins at twelve. Okay. Guys, he's
0: always just a QB, one, he's right two, there, always, look, every year. Where do I have him? I have him at 14. Yeah, see, that's basically the same spot. Yeah. And then Brady, looking at Brady's, his seems like it's much of the same. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, da- other than him having Daniel Jones at 11.
1: Which I actually don't hate either. I just have Daniel Jones slightly lower because of the Saquon situation.
0: He did that. finish top 10 last year. He did. Mm-hmm. So. so, with that said... Uh, once we averaged everything out, our QB one for our rank- for the podcast rankings was Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. So many of you know him as the brother of Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> 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 um, is that sad, dude? That that guy is more famous than his Super Bowl winning quarterback. Dude, I think it's hilarious. And I'm I don't know about you, but I'm on the I'm on the route against Jackson Mahomes train, dude. Oh no, he's a piece of trash, Jeez, dude. This guy's such a kook. Like just living off your brother's fame and you keep fucking it up. Yeah, I d I don't know what I don't know God. what's going on in that guy's cut, head, dude. Cut that dead weight, Patrick. Poor Patrick. You don't dude. need that guy, man. Anyways, this future GOAT finishes the QB one overall again. Threw for over 5,000 yards, over 40 touchdowns. He battled some injuries, but he didn't miss a game. To me, he, he definitely flashed his toughness this season. Like, what you've been playing in the playoffs and like, yeah. all these games where he hurt his the ankle. ankle. sprain, yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. Impressive, dude. I don't know, man. Watching this guy play QB is like watching Miami Dave play Madden against Brian. Oh, it's gosh. just It's just not fair, dude. <laughs> he always just looks like he's two steps ahead. It's like, in all honesty, it looks like it could be 4th and 30, and he's, he's stepping out to go for it. Like, deep down, I'm just like, God damn it, how is he going to convert this? Dude? Yeah. Um, last year, there were a few idiots that were kind of dropping him down the rankings at, to start the year because he lost Tyree Kill. hmm Right? So, like, oh, the game's going to change. Like, he lost his deep ball threat. But all that Mahomes did was just adjust the game. He pulled back on the deep ball. He hit Travis Kelsey an un- ungodly amount of times. And even though Kelsey was his first, second, and third look... Mahomes still did a pretty good job of actually spreading the ball around to the rest of the pack to the point where you couldn't really trust one of his receivers week to week because you didn't really know who was going to go off. And none of them really did in yeah. any Like
1: if you're drafting, like a lot of people were taking Juju Smith and like expecting wide receiver two numbers, you right. weren't getting him.
0: It was <clears> like three for 40 for Juju. You know, two for 50 for Marquez valdez Scantling. Nicole
1: Hartman had a three-touchdown game. Yeah,
0: Mecole Hartman will get, you know, 50 yards here. And then we have Travis Kelsey, uh, 10 catches, 100 yards, and two touchdowns. But, and then they didn't actually do much to add to the wide receiver core for him. Um, they drafted that rookie, Rashi Rice. There's the rumors of D Hop potentially landing there. God, Ugh. I hope not um, for Charger fandom. But fantasy-wise, he would slot in as the second weapon behind Kelsey but even then I don't see him becoming the Tyree kill of that offense where where Mahomes is going to support a top five wide receiver and the number one tight end I think D-hop would still probably fall into more of like a safe wide receiver too for me yeah we already we
1: talked about that last show that we definitely see if D-hop's probably ceiling right now given his age is a wide receiver too even if he goes to this, this high powered offense it's just hard to Expect
0: wide receiver one numbers there. Yeah. And it did, it did. It, it's Mahomes. at the end of the day. He's the cream of the crop for the quarterbacks. I think out of the, the top three that we have here, I think he's the safest and I tend to draft him ahead of the other two, just because I think his floor is just so high. And the other two guys that we'll touch on, like even though their ceiling might be higher and they tend to be more explosive. Like if I'm going to take a quarterback with one of my top three picks which is where he which is where Mahomes is gonna go. He's gonna go in the second or third. Like I don't wanna miss and I think the risk of missing with Mahomes is lower I think than I agree. with the other two.
1: So that's interesting because your rankings, you have him three.
0: Right. But with my rankings, I'm talking safe. Gotcha. Okay. Here. So but if I'm talking rankings, I'm talking like this is the guy that I think's gonna score the most points. Okay. Right. But I definitely know Mahomes is going to do what he's going to do, but I think with the other two guys, who you guys pretty much already know, Josh and Jalen, yep, like with their rushing game, it's like it's there right now, but like they're also a lot more prone to injury, Mm -hmm. you know. And Mahomes is just a better passer than both of them, so we're just talking quarterback here. I think he's the best. I mean, I mean, look at it last year, dude. Like he, both of those guys, he still finished QB one ahead of both of them. Yeah. So, I don't know. Rankings wise, I think Josh and Jalen will finish ahead this year. But yeah, I think I'm, if I'm gonna play it safe, I'm gonna take Mahomes.
1: Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I think I get like when I watch Patrick Mahomes play, I'm like, how is this guy gonna pick up this first down? How is he gonna pick up this touchdown? It's never like oh if. It's like how and when is he gonna do it? So, and he commands that entire offense offense goes through him and he makes the decisions and he just makes some crazy plays, dude. Like that play last year where he threw the ball with his left hand and scored a touchdown. I was just like, God, come on, man. The guy's a a magician out there. So Patrick Mahomes, for sure. My QB one. Yeah. I think he's going to end up, he ended up he ended up up as a QB one this year, but I do know that Josh Allen last year got hurt with that whole elbow injury and he wasn't the same in the second half of the year. So
0: the biggest thing, and here's, here's the thing now that I've taken a second to think about it, Mahomes is going to get you twenty, at least 20 points every single game. What he won't really do is he won't give you that 40-point game. He'll give you a, give you a handful of 30-point games, but he's going to get you at least 20 points every single game. What Josh and Jalen are going to do is they're going to give you those 40-point games, and they're going to give you a lot of those 30-point games, but they're also going to give you 10-point games yeah. and 15-point games. That's the difference. Sure. So
1: So yeah, to the idea of like mitigating risk on a weekly basis, Patrick Mahomes is to your point the safest.
0: Yes. Highest highest floor. Highest floor. But I think the other two have higher ceilings. Right. Right. But yeah, dude. I'm I'm taking Patrick with confidence, second third round. Oh man. And that's typically where he's going
1: like is so if you get lucky enough to draft in the first round in the top of the first round, you'll have the opportunity to get Patrick in the second or the third on that comeback, and that's nasty. So say you take up say you get Eckler or Christian McCaffrey one two, and then you do get that opportunity to land one of the to land Patrick there, that's maximizing your points at every play, every spot. I agree. So
0: and even though we were just talking QB tips about you know holding off on the QBs right and building the rest of the roster. I think if you're sitting in those, let's say, like those top three, four picks where you have the opportunity for one of those quarterbacks, these top three quarterbacks to land in your lap. You take them. I think that's the play. Right. Because what if, cause, because of what Frank said, like the opportunity to maximize your points. So there's a good chance you're going to get the top running back, easily a top five wide receiver, mm-hmm. and now a top three quarterback. And you can do that in your first three rounds. like. You're you're setting yourself up for success at multiple right. positions right out the, right out the gate. So you don't lose your fantasy league in the first three rounds.
1: Or I'm sorry, you don't win your fantasy league in the first three rounds, but you
0: sure as fucking lose it. Yep. So
1: agreed. <clears throat> Get into the next guy. All right, bro, number two. Our number two overall for the fantasy podcast is Jalen Hurts. So this guy showed some of the one of the biggest leaps I've ever seen coming from just like a quarterback perspective and as well as fantasy perspective. Hats off to him, bro. Yeah, seriously. I was like, I did not think he had it in him, but all the kid has done since he's gotten in the league is gotten better every single season. So massive strides from year one to year two in every facet of the game, specifically his ability to throw the ball. Like we all saw the running ability, like that we knew it was there from day one, but the biggest question was accuracy and decision-making and getting the ball out quickly in that offense. I didn't think he had it. Yeah, I know. And neither did I. I was like, and now, like, the, the shitty thing is, like, we're ta- we're, we'll talk about this quarterback later, but now we're saying, like, do these other quarterbacks, are these dual-threat quarterbacks, have the ability to make the jump like Jalen did? And that's, like, an unfair comp, because what he did was incredible, so.
0: I think Jalen showed us that Jalen <clears> is special.
1: Yeah, he really, he truly is, man. He works hard, like, all that, all that you ever hear out of Philly is that, how hard he works, and how hard, how humble he is, and Respect. how much he's getting out of it, so. Um, he did get a little banged up at the end of last year. But um, while he isn't as prolific as a passer as Mahomes, because I consider people like Mahomes and like Justin er- uh, Herbert's arm talent transcendent, I wouldn't say Jalen's there. No, not You at know? All. Um, 66.5 completion percentage, 72% from the pocket. That's crazy, from the pocket. So that yeah. means he's sitting back there surveying the field and making good decisions. Good line, too. Six picks all year. With 350 attempts.
0: That was shocking. That's, I didn't even know that until I read that, so. I'm surprised he threw the ball that many times.
1: Dude, he did, and he made my boy um, A.J. Brown look like a god, so. And Devontae, bro.
0: And Devontae. I think
1: they were both top 10. They were both top 10. Damn, okay. That offense was explosive, and then they had Miles Sanders in the back, so fantasy gold all year, all around right there. Um. So, yeah, two top 10. Two top ten wideouts in AJ Brown and um, Devonta Smith. He did only throw twenty two touchdowns, but that's okay because the rushing upside's there. So, right. thirteen rushing touchdowns to counter that. Ooh, baby, seven hundred and sixty yards on the ground. Whew. This guy was lighting it up yes last year, man.
0: And so he was the steal of the draft, bro. A hundred percent, because he was not going early rounds like he's going to this year. Where did he? Where was he going I last think he year? He was like in the middle, dude. He was like I think sixth round, six through eight that's a league winner. That's a league winner. You find that diamond in those later half rounds and he's the top three quarterback. Sign me up.
1: But if you draft him high and he does Lamar Jackson things, you lose your league. (laughs) (laughs) You're done. You're done again. We'll get into him a little bit later, but back to back to our boy at hand here. The cool, another cool thing about this offense is that they scheme to get him in space with the ball as you know they scheme quarterback runs and quarterback draws which are super exciting to watch you know that offensive line is super athletic and they get them out there to get him in space and it's just they just let the guy cook out there man it's crazy
0: i'm curious to see how much the offense changes now that shane steichen has moved on it'll change yeah but
1: damn maybe a regression
0: I don't know, man. I'm so, I was so impressed by how much of a leap that guy took. Like, my gut says he's going to con- continue to climb. You think they, he's going to make even more? Leaps. They found a recipe for success here, dude. And like, thirteen rushing TDs, seven sixty on the ground. Like, he was their goal line back. He was that short yardage back, dude. They that QB sneak play couldn't be stopped. Right to the point where the league actually like tried to review and consider changing the ruling on it and. In the end, like nothing happened, so they're they're probably gonna run it again, like fourth and one, every single time. Yeah,
1: you can't just change the rules because nobody else can stop it. That's unfair. It
0: could not be stopped, dude. Right? Like that's how good he was. Like if it was if it was fourth and if it was anywhere on the goal line, you knew where the ball was going. Sure. Yeah, as a Miles Sanders owner, you're just like, God
1: damn it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is he still produced. Miles Sanders. Yeah, talk. he's a he's a running back one. Um, how early is too early to draft hurts?
0: I mean, I, I don't think he makes that crazy jump like Lamar. So I'm going to say the first round's too early. But if you took him in that second ha- second second to third round turn, I don't think you're
1: crazy at all. I think there's an ag- argument to be had where if you like Jalen Hurts and you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, you draft him over Patrick Mahomes.
0: Oh, yeah. You can t- take him over Mahomes because you, the upside's there, dude. He could finish as
1: QB1. Shit, he could finish as the best fantasy player in, in fantasy.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think 22 TDs, that to me was low.
1: But 13 on the ground. Right. So in our scoring format, that's four points per touchdown opposed to six points per touchdown for rushing.
0: Right, which is where all the points came from. Yeah, so that's massive. So if he continues to improve as a thrower and continues to hold that rushing floor, even if he does like another, say, 10
1: passing touchdowns or, because I'd think 30, 28 to 30 would be good there for him and maybe sees a slight regression in the rushing touchdowns. That's still better. He's right there in the same spot,
0: top yeah. three. Take him with confidence. For real. All right. <clears throat> hey, Brady, do you want to talk about your boy? No? All right, I'll take him. Nah, he's watching Bravo, dude. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, Josh Allen. Brady's boy. Brady's boy. Coming in at, you know, seven feet tall, 300 pounds. (laughs) Absolutely chiseled Greek God. Chiseled Greek God coming out of uh, some fireball or firebird, California. I don't know. He's a country boy, dude. (laughs) Blue collar kid. I respect. Um, Fantasy darling, though, man. He's been a true dual threat QB. Just as dangerous with his legs as he is with his howitzer arm. Um I'm not the biggest fan of his rushing style though. It, I, I love as an NFL fan, I love it. But as like a fantasy owner, I'm like, Ugh, like he's, he's a bruiser man. And that's not what I want to see out of my quarterback. Like, I think Brady alluded to it a couple episodes. Like just fucking slide Josh. But yeah. no, like, He's lowering his shoulder, trying to run over these linebackers. I'm telling you, man. He's it's very Andrew, yeah, oh Andrew God, Luck like. That's what Andrew Luck used
1: just, to do, it and look at where Andrew did. Luck is.
0: I don't want to. Uh, let's not go there, dude. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't put that juju in the air, dude. I'm not. I'm just saying. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, that same type of.
0: He loves to. He loves to hit people. Yes. Yes, <laughs> he does. Um, with that said, this bruiser, he's been averaging seven rushing touchdowns a year, which that's is awesome. which kind of holds up his fantasy floor right there and he's also not afraid to kind of call his own name around the goal line they're not they don't really have any prolific running backs in buffalo so he's pretty much the guy do they have anybody that can run the fucking ball not dalvin cook's little brother no what if what if dalvin went to buffalo dude Ooh, i don't think they have the money for that though
1: i mean so i i would have to look at the minnesota contract but i wonder if he if they had to pay him dead money and then if they did, he's just going to be like, screw it. I'll just go pay for whatever the bills will pay me because I've already got just got paid from Minnesota for the rest of this contract, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. Dave, write that one down too. Yeah, we digress. Back to Josh Allen. <laughs> back to Josh, back to Josh. So anyway, so yeah, Josh, he's basically their goal line back. Like I said, he's got a massive arm. I lo- and he, I love the consistency that he's had. He's been QB1, QB2, QB1. He's been the top three fantasy quarterback for the last few years now. He's doing it with his arm. He's doing it with his legs. All of his weapons are coming back. He's added some weapons with Dalton Kincaid and Damian Harris. I was, I was a big fan of Kincaid. I thought he was the closest thing to Kelsey in this draft. I don't think he's going to be ready for a couple of years. Though. Most, most tight ends aren't. Yeah. Um. He did fall just short to Mahomes as the fantasy QB1. But I definitely expect Josh to be competing for the QB1 overall again. This season, I'm taking him in the second, third round. Honestly, it just becomes personal preference. Like, do you want Mahomes? Do you want Josh Allen? Do you want uh, Jalen Hurts? I mean, I don't know. I expect Josh to do it again. Watching him last year, I thought he looked a little worse. To me, I could tell the difference of, like, Dable not being there. I think he was just making poor decisions, but I was kind of shocked to hear that he actually threw less picks. But overall, I think he threw more like bonehead picks this year. Yeah,
1: I was going to say less picks, but like what the fuck was that type of picks?
0: So, here's something to think about though as I was kind of working on these rankings. Are you a little worried with Damien Harris? Cuz Damien Harris was no, the goal line back. Well, I mean like no. but he was a strong <laughs> goal line back dude for New England.
1: Damien Harris, bro, I draft this this guy every year with that with that exact same thought and he just like maybe they maybe he was underutilized in New England cuz I could see the ability in the way they try to use him but he didn't translate to fantasy production. But he would always get hurt. He was yeah, he's been hurt but every year. But 2
0: years ago, dude, remember, he had like 15 rushing touchdowns. He did. So that's my worry. Like if he's, if this is going to be a split backfield between James Cook Damian and Harris. Damian Harris like maybe they're going to try and protect Josh a little bit more and give those goal line looks to Damian. Or Josh is just going to audible out of them. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Josh is just going to audible. I mean, the thing is, dude, it's like it's closer for Josh to reach his arm over the goal line than it is to just take three steps, hand it to a running back, and hope they pick up a yard and a half. You know, so this is true. I I still don't. For sure, Damian Harris is going to knife some touchdowns. You're going to be pissed off as a Josh Allen owner. It's going to happen one or two weeks. He's going to you know have one less touchdown that he should have had. But at the end of the day, I don't think it changes his value drastically to the point where it scares me off. It's just something I'm like. Oh, great! Now I just have to be aware of this.
0: I do feel like that offense goes through digs though a little too much.
1: Oh, dude, they force feed digs frequently.
0: Like if digs get if Diggs goes down, like I could see the whole offense kind of starting to fall apart.
1: Because who steps up? Or it doesn't. It, it they don't fall apart, and it allows Josh to spread the ball around more, similar to how Patrick Mahomes did had to do without Tyreek Hill.
0: But I think Josh. But I feel like Diggs is the Kelsey. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, who does he trust? Like yeah. he's gonna he throws for 300 yards. Where are those yards gonna go?
1: Gabe Davis was a letdown last year.
0: What's that, Brady? Kilo Shakir? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't disturb him while he's watching his Bravo shows, dude. Sorry. Bro. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I drafted Josh Allen last year in my work league. So my first three picks in that league, I was quite proud of. I took Justin Jefferson in the seven first overall. I took Saquon Barkley on the comeback round. I took Josh Allen in the third. God damn. Absolutely maximized that idea of maximize your points in those first three rounds because I had to take a receiver in the first round. Yep. And I went nine and, I went 10 and 0. And then week 11, he fucking gets hurt and after that, I started to lose games because Josh Allen wasn't the
0: same. He wasn't the same.
1: His elbow was all jacked up, and I was just like, yeah. "Damn it!" And it and it my team basically unraveled, en- and I lost in the first round yeah. of playoffs. So, but it's to your point, man. Is that you're you're gonna get Josh? You draft Josh Allen? That's what you expect because through weeks one through ten, I think he was the he was the QB unquestioned QB one, and he was vying for the best fantasy player in fantasy. So right. So yeah, the risk is he gets hurt because he's out there running around, being a jackalope, you know, being jack- hitting people like he's a yeah, linebacker, he which can't. I respect because he's he's a beast. But right. yeah, as fantasy owners, you hate to see that, and that's the one little thing that you got to be worried about here with Josh Allen is that yeah he might get hurt.
0: Yeah. That said, shit. That said, I still
1: take him probably. I still consider taking him as the first quarterback over the other yeah. two.
0: It's gonna honestly these top three they're so close together last year. Like, it's yeah. personal preference, you know? It. I'm curious to see what happens this season to see if one, like, does Jalen continue to make the jump? Yeah. Because I think Josh and Patrick, they are who they are. Yes. At this point. This is who they are.
1: Jalen might still have some room to get even better, which yes. is scary. <laughs> There's a
0: couple quarterbacks that have some room to grow.
1: And we're going to be talking about them.
0: Yep. Um, one who doesn't have room to grow.
1: Oh, quick. Real quick. Last thing on Josh Allen. So in those games of week one through 10, I was like so fired up on watching Josh Allen. Like I I had, I had watched Josh Allen, but not until I got to draft him. I was like, if I fucking win my work league, my first year here, I'm going to talk so much shit and I'm going to go buy a Josh Allen jersey. Like that's the type of like adrenaline that gets you pumped in watching Josh Allen fucking knock dudes over and score you 40 points on your weekly, on your weekly team. So
0: bro. And since we're on the topic of Josh (laughs) Allen, let's talk about Buffalo and oh. this- <laughs>
1: bro. Brady, do this while brady's not here so he can't defend himself bro okay actually i have something for you so i hung out with brady this weekend at the um at the baby shower or i'm sorry at that at a kid's birthday yeah and he was like you know what man d makes a good point he's like i know dude i have like, you back he's like ah, man maybe we try to go to that bills game and i'll, and I'll get that ticket for you he's like that d's but he's right he's like i'm starting to feel bad now i'm like yeah you should <laughs> yeah there you go dude <laughs> yeah so if it if it works out like 100 percent that would be super tight if we go to buffalo and try bro, to hit that sunday night game
0: against the giants you think you're going to hang out bro like you're going to babysit yeah like Let as me. as a father like i saw exactly <laughs> through like the niceness in your eyes like yeah dude it's cool man like they got like this wedding thing and like you know they're gonna go to their bravo con and then like <laughs> <laughs> and you know and i'll watch the kid for them and like, it's all good dude i just want to go see buffalo and have a good time i'm like Bro, you have no idea. Like, I have no idea. No, you're going to be watching, you're going to be watching Baby Kango the whole time. I'm going to have
1: to bring like 16 pairs of extra shirts because there's just going to be throw up on all of them. <laughs> I know one thing you
0: won't do forget the milk. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will never do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, dude. I think, yeah. I think the least that Brady can do is at least buy your ticket. I mean, if it works out, that'd be cool.
1: But, you know, again, it's not something to be worried about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways, next QB. Let's do it. Uh, want to talk about
1: him? Do you do you want to talk about him? You had a pretty good intro, so I cut you off. The one who doesn't have room to grow.
0: The one who doesn't have room to grow, Joe Burrow. That's right. Um, Joe Burrow finished last season QB four overall. He was just cool, Joe. He was just reliable, Joe. Literally, the, his 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 name, like, Cool I, Joe. I I like Joe Burrow a lot, but it's hard to get pumped up on him from a fantasy standpoint because he's just at this point. I think, what, we're three, four years in now? Like, I've seen who he is, dude. Yes. He's accurate. He's gonna le- He led the league in, you know, on-target passing percentage, you know, but he's kind of become a little bit more of like a short, like a West Coast kind of guy. Like, his deep ball actually dropped from the previous year. He only went downfield 7.5% of the time.
1: I wonder why that is because early on in his career, all they did was he go was deep. He slinging it, dude. Yeah. So
0: after deep diving a little bit more, I think it had to do with his O-line. Okay. His O-line has sucked, and they but they drafted all these guys and whatnot, and the O-line still sucked.
1: That makes sense because Joe Mixon has seen a serious regression in rushing.
0: Yeah. So, But now they have, what's-his-face, Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see if the deep ball goes up, at least the numbers. Um, although, and this kind of caught me off guard, he is primarily a pocket passer, but he actually – was calling his number quite a bit. He ended up with five rushing touchdowns last season.
1: I did not know that.
0: Um, But that said, like, I kind of think Joe Burrow is who he is at this point, dude. Like, I think he's kind of already close to his ceiling. You know, he's got all of his weapons coming back and chase Higgins and Mixon. Like, I just expect him to do what he's done. You know, continue to be that quarterback four, quarterback five. I mean, I just don't see a situation where he's going to throw for 50-something Touchdowns and close to five thousand yards. That's just not what the offense is. Yeah. You know, as much as they, as much as we think of like Chase and Higgins and you know Burrow slinging the rock, like that team wants to move the ball through Joe Mixon, which is why he's Joe Mixon has so, so much volume year after year. It's but, pretty
1: amazing that that dude's still alive. <laughs> Honestly, dude. <laughs> like he's got some tread on. He's side. done this for
0: like seven or eight years now. Yeah. Like, damn, bro. Like it's an, yeah. That's that's you know. impressive. Yeah. But, you, um, I don't know. I'm with you, man.
1: Um, I see, I see people taking him five and six, but again, I'm not one of those people that are going to take Joe Burrow five and six because I know that I can get a Trevor Lawrence even later. Agreed. So it's like, although Don't panic, guys. I, yeah, like we we got we beat this drum, but like we're gonna say it all show. Do not rush to draft a quarterback if you don't get those first three because there's value in later rounds and your team is going to benefit from you taking position players or taking higher end tight ends than sitting and or pulling a trigger on a quarterback like Joe Burrow because the difference between Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence is not very much.
0: I encourage our few (coughs) listeners to go out there and when it comes to draft season, do a few mock drafts and tinker with this strategy, right? So have a few mocks, take Joe Burrow, Build your team out, see what you think. Do a couple more mocks. Don't take Joe Burrow. Sit on the quarterback and take one later, and build out the rest of, rest of your team and see which one you like better. You know, and if you're comfortable and you're confident going with a Joe Burrow, you know, and you like you like what you see with that, like, best of luck to you. I hope yeah. I'm in your league. Yeah, but again, I mean, if you're
1: playing in a league where touchdowns are six points, this this is this changes things dramatically because right. Joe Burrow obviously becomes much more valuable because he is more of a pocket, a pocket passer there. He, he is, is going to have games where he's going to ha- throw four touchdowns. He's going to have games where he's going to be three 300 yards four touchdowns. going to be in shootouts. That defense isn't great. So yeah, I don't know how much else to say other than that.
0: He's probably going around five or six, like <clears throat> right around there. I'm probably looking to get my second or third wide receiver. Exactly. Or running back. Exactly. But next up, our boy, dude.
1: Yep. So this guy, I think, still does have room to grow. Agreed. Yeah. I will say, and I think everybody's in agreement, that if you've ever seen Justin Herbert, the kid has transcendent arm talent. Will literally ha- can make throws that I've never seen in my entire life.
0: If he can, if you have Patrick Mahomes talking up your arm, you know you got a damn good arm.
1: Dude. Yeah. I'll never forget that throw when we all went to the Giants game where he rolled out, flicked his wrist, getting hit by a linebacker, and hit Guyton for 76 yards on the on run. On on the run.
0: Yeah. Incredible, dude. Yeah.
1: He had a monster year in 2021 when he finished as a QB two.
0: But then last year,
1: we saw some serious regression. And then he ended up finishing around QB eleven, which was super disappointing for a lot of people who were who took him in Dynasty because in our soup in our two quarterback league brian took him super high and he was pumped after the first year but then last year his team completely unraveled and a lot of that was because herbert was not what he was the year before
0: and just thinking redraft too dude <coughs> yeah like you he was going in the top in the first four rounds because you think you're getting a top three quarterback
1: mm-hmm. and the crazy thing with herbert is that he can compete for the for quarterback one just based off his ability to pass the ball Yes, that's crazy to me. He can throw for 50 yards and 5,000, um, uh, 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards, if the situations are is set up for success. The problem with it last year is that it wasn't. Injuries absolutely decimated the offensive line, and he got hurt. He got hurt week two with that fractured cartilage, that is like excruciatingly painful, and there's like nothing to do except let it heal. And he played on it, so.
0: Dude, in just Yeah, injuries 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 like i think he he fractured that in week two it hampered him for several weeks like it doesn't like the cartilage doesn't heal like a bone like the blood vessels are smaller so it takes a lot longer to heal yeah and it's very painful so he dealt with that for a long time
1: yeah i remember michael vick had the same injury and he said it, like breathing felt like hit getting hit in the chest with a nail oh jeez. yeah
0: yeah and then you you touched on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. He lost his all-pro left tackle, uh, Rashawn Slater. Yep. And then Corey Lindsley, their pro ball center. Went down. He went down for like a week here, a week there. Like at one point, they were pulling guys off the street to go play, off and go play right tackle for right. him. The problem with the offensive line is that like... Even Corey Lindsley,
1: like he missed one week here, one week there. That that is the one position that, like as a whole, needs to have consistency year round to really build that chemistry. Like if you're having guys coming in and out of that lineup, that's just disrupting the whole flow of that line. Yeah, you don't want that. He also lost Keenan Allen, Guyton, Mike Williams went down for a bit.
0: Yeah, dude, like he never had his receiver core. Mm -hmm. It was the rookie. What's his face? Josh Palmer. Yep, Palmer. Palmer and what DeAndre, DeAndre Carter, Carter who's a, who's a kick returner hey not that dude ain't bad he's fast <laughs> but yeah exactly and then they they had uh what's that white dude bro Michael Bandy Oh yeah yeah Michael Michael Bandy from Palomar College you know who got who, God, who knows where that guy's from but like that's who he was throwing to majority of the year so you take his weapons mm-hmm. his broken ribs and then his patchwork offensive line which was so bad they literally they couldn't run the ball if they had if they if their life depended on it they could not run the ball to the point where teams didn't even try to stop the run right so and then on top of that Herbert's throwing against what 8 DBs every single play like mm-hmm. it was just a pure shitstorm of a season for him like, it's a miracle that team made the playoffs
1: dude for real it's and like as a fantasy owner if you're taking him in those top 3 rounds like I was saying earlier, you don't win your league there, but you sure
0: as fuck lost it because of that. Yes, 100%. I did sure as fuck lose it. Because <laughs> <laughs> in one of my 15,000 leagues, I, <laughs> I definitely had him. Yeah, dude, that's it Just that's tough, man. Like That really sucks if you're taking him that early and, and then that. That is like the worst case situation that can happen to a quarterback if you take him that early. You take him in the top three rounds, guess how many top three finishes he gave you last season? How many? He gave you one. Yeah, I love him. But that's a fantasy bust right there. Oh, a hundred percent straight. Fucked you. But we
1: have him. We have him listed pretty high here. We yes. have him listed as our.
0: So you're probably wondering why is he so high? Well, for, for starters, they shit can Lombardi. Oh yeah, that pos of an offensive coordinator. Yeah, and they added Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. Which I'm a huge fan of. I'm already looking two, three seasons ahead. And I'm like, oh, this guy's the next head coach for the oh, Chargers. Oh, dude. <laughs> if we don't make
1: the playoffs this year, they can Staley and he gets
0: promoted. A hundred percent. You know, and Kellen Moore, dude, he's a good offensive mind. mine. If you look at that Cowboy offense, they've consistently produced a high-scoring offense since that guy has taken over. I think they've been top five like the last three or four mm-hmm. years.
1: Did you know that they lo- he lost his job for scoring too many points?
0: That's right, dude. He was scoring too fast. It's
1: too fast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn, <laughs> the al- Alzheimer's kicking in, huh, Jerry?
1: Fucking A, dude. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe that they just let him walk like that. But
0: And I think like the the big talk with him coming to the Chargers is like, oh, he's going to fix the run game. Well, by fixing the run game, you're going to open up the pass game. That's right. And he's not there just to fix the run game. Like He's there to fix the offense. Like That offense was so dink and dunk last year. And a lot of it was by necessity because they had no run game. They had no offensive line. Mm -hmm. Herbert didn't have time to throw the ball and air it out like he did last year. But I don't think this team's going to get hit with such a crazy slew of injuries. Like that Charger curse is only going to strike like once. Right. Right. So it's probably not going to happen again. And they're already coming out saying we're going deep. Keenan Allen said, I got Mike Williams and I got the new guy, Quentin Johnson. Those are big receivers that love to go deep. I'm pretty sure this offense is going to go deep. That's it. So that said, I think he's going to get unleashed. Yep. Right. He already in his second year in the league, he was QB two overall. <sighs> right. Like he was on pace to do it again. If you if this can just from
1: a passing perspective, like he's putting up his points through passing.
0: Right, and he doesn't. He's like Joe Burrow. Like he uses his legs in spots. Mm-hmm and stuff but he couldn't run cuz he couldn't get hit cuz he was going to break his ribs he couldn't breathe dude <laughs> he couldn't breathe <laughs> like there was some dude that game where he broke his ribs and then he made that pass to DeAndre Carter like that's the shit I'm talking about oh dude. yeah that's like, right that's why I'm like yo this kid still got more left in the tank from a fantasy standpoint like i think we scratched the surface with him finishing second second overall he stays healthy in the right offense with that arm of his.
1: We're talking Peyton Manning numbers when Peyton put up 5,000 yards with the Broncos with yes. over 50 touchdowns.
0: Yes. He can do it. Yeah. 100%. And he's got the weapons. You know, Keenan Allen, he's finished top 10. Mike Williams, he's finished, I think, top 12. Yep. Right? Austin Eckler.
1: Best running back in football.
0: Best running back in football. Fantasy. Fantasy-wise. Yeah. Yeah, we love you, Austin. You know, and then they drafted Quinn Johnson, who can't catch with his hands, but, you know, he's a big body. Apparently, he's getting good. Good reviews out of camp, though, so far. i got to see it in games. Yeah. But everybody looks good in shorts. I still think you take him with confidence. He's going to slide to the middle rounds, probably. But I think he's that guy that you could probably take in a five or six if you want to go that route that has the upside. I would take him ahead of Joe Burrow because he has the upside to finish in the top three. Yeah. And if he finishes in the top
1: three, it's more likely that he's going to be, like, one or two. Agreed. Like, It's because he's having a phenomenal year. Like he's going to have a phenomenal year that's going to push for the first, for the QB one, right? So definitely, bro. Yeah, we're big Justin Herbert fans over here because we're big Charger fans. Yep. So, bolt the fuck up.
0: (laughs) Next guy. Oh god, do we have to? This
1: is when. This is where I wish Brady was here so that he could complain about this guy. Yeah, we have to to, (laughs) because surprisingly, we all did our rankings on our own. And we and still all th- put him and here. And we still put this guy up here because we know what he can do. We know what he can do. Listeners, I, we're listen. talking about Lamar Jackson.
0: The fantasy god from, what, three, four years ago? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I won the championship with him. Yep. The year he went nuclear, <sighs> I took him in, like, the 13th, 14th round. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, or what Frank is saying when he says, You take that safe floor quarterback, but make sure you follow him up with a with a with a moonshot.
1: Well, the funny thing is, my boy D here was just like, "I'm going all lottery."
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he didn't even have a safe quarterback here. I don't think I had anybody else. You didn't have anybody else, (laughs) which is a testament to your fantasy knowledge, dude. Because he hit. I do my homework. Yeah. So uh, ever since that year where he went completely ape shit, dude, he's kind of been honestly just shitty dude. continues to miss time he's been a disappointment you know and he's especially based off of where he's getting drafted he's yep. consistent every year he's going what third he's, fourth he's, fifth the last two years round. he's been going dude the last two years i think he's been going
1: yeah third fourth fifth i was gonna say second but i haven't seen him in the second round recently he's maybe just, that following year he got drafted in the second round but yeah not since then
0: and he's just been dude it's it's been the injuries man he's had an injury riddled couple <clears> years he did just sign this massive contract extension because um, we were really sure. Like, is he going to stay in Baltimore? Is right. he not going to stay in Baltimore? I mean, ugh, dude, just 12 games, like, the last two years. Like, if you extrapolated his 11-game campaign to a full season, he would have ended up with around, what, 3,500 yards, 26 passing TDs. You combine that with his rushing ability, and that makes for Lamar to be the Lamar that everyone sees when they want to draft him. Right? right. Like extremely attractive quarterback heading into the, you know, the new season. They've done their best to upgrade the receiving core. Like Odell, like who knows what he has left. Zay flowers has some serious upside. I think a lot of us like what we saw on tape. And then there's Rashad Bateman. Like he's really boomer bust dude. Like I like he's flash and mm-hmm. then he's like dead again. Yeah. He's flash, he's got, and then he he's got hurt last again, year too. You know? And then, we're expecting to see, like, the offense change going from the Greg Roman triple option heavy run to Todd Monken, who was actually the offensive coordinator when Jameis was throwing, like, 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So Okay, baby. Yeah, it's, it's basically more the, the more adult version of the air raid, I guess. So, you know, we could expect him to air the ball out a little bit more, you know, but still keep that rushing upside. So it all sounds good on paper, but I got to see it from him, man. He's been banged up way too much. Like I don't really know what Lamar has left to right. be honest because it's been so long since I've seen it. And he did flash like a game here and a game there. But the problem with Lamar is like he's just he's just fun, dude. Like from a fantasy standpoint like yes, he's like he's fun to have on your team. From an NFL standpoint, he's fun to watch, but he's very one-dimensional. Like, it's his running game, and his arms is just so-so. And the hard part with Baltimore is, well, as soon as he's trailing and he has to throw, like... Game's over. Yeah. Shit's gone to the wind, bro. Game's over. Like, now he has to force the ball. He's throwing picks. He's not that accurate. Like, he, to me, like, he continue. He, I still need to see him to continue to make improvements to his passing game, but I've been saying that for, like, what, four or five years now. Yep. So... Not my favorite quarterback.
1: I really haven't seen many leaps from the passing. Right, and it's just been the same shit every season. Where it's like, man, like he'll make these these passes where he, where he gets the ball downfield. And you're like, wow, that's that's nice. And then the next game, he'll throw three picks.
0: This that season looks less like <clears throat> this is who he is, and more like a one off to me. Exactly, and that's what's scary. But you
1: know the ability's there. And that's why he's ranked this high, right? Is that we know he can do it because he's done it once. Right. And even though it may be, we may lean towards more, it's a flash in the pan type season. He's done it. I think he can do it again if he stays healthy. My only concern here is that with the new offensive coordinator coming in, is that going to take away from the design runs and the points that you get on the floor, which is what you love about Lamar Jackson? So all of a sudden, that those those points and those touchdowns that you're getting are now turning into picks. Right.
0: <laughs> so, right. And and is this is this the team trying to make something trying to make Lamar something that he's not? And that's even worse. Right.
1: Similar to how Chicago tried to put Justin Fields in an offense that he couldn't do it last season. Yeah. Like, no.
0: don't ask the quarterback to throw the ball. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> oh heavens no. <laughs> oh God no. Um th- I mean I, I think if Lamar was just seventy five percent of the guy he was like three or four years ago, he'd be exactly where we have him. If we need QB, him be six.
1: Yeah. If he can just play if he can stay healthy, I think he can do that. I think he could be six. He could be six. But he hasn't done but it. But he hasn't done it. So
0: mm-hmm. these, these rankings are basically based off of him being healthy. Yes. Right. Talent wise. So yep. So yeah. I mean he's got the upside, but and I we, think I would probably take a safer quarterback than Lamar. And that's just upside. Me. So that's where just we take
1: me. where would what rounds do you think he's, this guy's going? He's
0: probably guarantee he's gonna go like round six, seven, maybe even sooner. And
1: damn, that's that's probably still great value, even if he is seventy five percent of his what he is. Yeah. So as you guys can tell, we're not all super huge Lamar Jackson fans. We don't get excited talking about him. We're no. just more sad because we've lived through the sadness that is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's less down.
0: So. Lamar giveth and Lamar taketh. Lamar taketh. <laughs> <laughs> Brady, thoughts? Okay. You still don't want to talk about that guy, huh?
1: All right, all right. All right. Let's get into our next boy.
0: Oh, my boy, dude. I love this The guy. true
1: chosen one. Agreed. Trevor Lawrence absolute gamer um we're all big trevor lawrence fans i think last year he really put it together um the year before was an absolute disaster under nicks uh not nick saban it was uh what's that urban meyer urban meyer i knew it was See, dude,
0: this is why i'm here because <laughs> if it was brady you guys would spend two minutes of him going through every quarter of every
1: <laughs> coach you can think of no, i think he would have remembered that urban meyer yeah i can't believe i blanked on that i knew that but um <laughs> Yeah, he was a shitty coach. And that was just a disaster from day one. And then they get um, the Phillies coach. What's his name? I just like Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson now. And it's finally looking like an NFL franchise over there. You know? Yes. As, everything coming out last year was that Trevor Lawrence is making huge strides. And from week one, this guy was lighting it up. I think he came back against the Raiders. They were down 26 points and he ended up beating them. He, dude, he had a
0: bunch of comebacks. Yeah. I know he, there's that big one against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which kind of sparked the, their playoff run.
1: Yep. And then, of course, the the game that shall not be discussed against the Chargers in nope. the playoffs. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. But he's, this guy is awesome. And from if you were to look at his tape from year one to year two, you'd be like, it's this is two completely different guys. Like, he made some awesome throws year one, but then now year two, he's like, he's making those throws, and somehow they're better and more accurate. He's just getting better every year, and from a fantasy week perspective, to week, dude. yeah, week to week. And from a fantasy perspective, he went from someone that you did not take at all to someone that needed to be rostered and that was starting on a weekly basis. So, right, Trevor Lawrence is climbing the rankings and climbing quickly. He doesn't—I wouldn't say he has an arm similar to like any of the elites, but he can make the throws all over the field. Any throw, any freaking throw, mm-hmm. and he can run a little bit. Right, so.
0: Yeah, dude. You don't have to talk up Trevor Lawrence to me because <coughs> he's one of my dynasty quarterbacks. And it's just nice to see like his, his QB play finally caught up with his hair game, his <laughs> hair game. Cause he's got the best hair in the league <laughs> facts. But dude, like, I think you hit it on the head, man. Like it was night and day, you know, 4,000 yards, 25 TDs. Like he cut his INTs in half and like, I watched a lot of his games Mm -hmm. he was literally improving week to week and it showed up on the fantasy stat sheet because in the second half of the year he actually had multiple top five finishes as well right you know and it's nice i like the fact that he's going to have some consistency with doug peterson returning all of his weapons returning he's they added a weapon in calvin ridley like if that guy is anything close to what he I was. Think, I think he will be. That's gonna unlock the offense even more, dude.
1: Calvin Ridley is a baller.
0: Yes, Agreed, dude. I was a huge fan of him until he, you know what, went he, off the deep end. So he just gambled a little bit. Well, he had like those men. like he checked out first, dude. Like
1: I mean, I would have checked out on that team too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he. So apparently, I think he le- left because of depression from like losing so much, mm-hmm. so much money. I don't know from his gambling. I don't know. Probably. But, but yeah, dude. I mean, he's back. They're, hy- they're hyping him up. Mm-hmm. They said he looks like the guy that they went after, which is great. So to me, I expect to see a continued progression in Trevor Lawrence. And he's one of those late-round quarterbacks where I think you could take him in like the 7th, 8th, ninth round, and you're going to find that diamond. Top-five finish, baby. And he could finish top-five. I think it's well within the realm of possibilities. He's thrown for 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. 40 touchdowns shit that's a shitload dude i I mean i believe it though watching him play dude like if he has to put the team on his back he'll do it yeah i mean he did it against the chargers he threw for what four or five touchdowns yep that's in his bag man after throwing four picks after throwing four picks yeah this is
1: true but no that's like to your point is that he's he's got like iron he's like iron willed like he doesn't he doesn't carry very he's a Jocko guy yeah good
0: threw four picks In the first half Don't give a shit I'll throw four touchdowns next Yeah But Yeah Let's go Trevor We'll see You
1: can talk about this guy Because I do
0: not like this guy Okay (laughs) Um You want me to get out All the stats that I have Frank's trash (laughs) Which was uh My treasure in redraft The Justin Fields He's the other Year two quarterback Who made significant strides Significant huh Yeah Of course he did dude Fantasy wise Look what he did Yeah you're right (laughs) you know but while trevor did it with his arm fields did it with his legs i mean was last year year two or was no he was a rookie last year wasn't he i think he was no it was he was a rookie the year before oh okay yeah um fields did it all with his legs dude he could lose both of his arms and he'd still be a strong fantasy quarterback thanks to that rushing upside um let's see he had the second most rushing yards by a quarterback in league yeah rushing second most rushing yards by a quarterback in league history eight rushing touchdowns. He broke the single-game rushing yard record, I think it was Michael Vicks, for a QB in in week nine when he rushed for 178 yards. That's also to go along with games of 132 and 147 rushing yards. He's basically a running back that plays the quarterback position. Those are his positives. (laughs) (laughs) The downside is his passing game, barely improved from his rookie year. So he was basically close to last in every single passing category.
1: Close to last or even further than last because some of those quarterbacks that were ahead of him were on the bench. Jesus.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> so here's the so here's last. Then there's 50 feet of shit. Yep. And that's where Justin Fields ranked in the passing categories. Um, but he is labeled a quarterback. So, so we get
1: to put him in the quarterback
0: spot. Yes. And so even though he's basically a running back that can kind of throw half the time, he's going to get you some big play upside with all those rushing yards, dude, and the rushing touchdowns. So you're ho- you draft Justin Fields because of his rushing att- rushing ability. And you're just hopeful this year that with another year under his belt, improvements to his online and his wide receiver core, that he might finally start to add some passing prowess to that rushing game. Which is why he actually carries some serious top five upside. Yeah. Because even without being able to throw the ball at all, he still finished as the number six quarterback overall. Now he's got DJ Moore. They patched up his offensive line. I think Darnell Mooney's finally going to be healthy. Another year of Trace Claypool. I know Ugh. you're not super high oh on him, oh but. God, dude, that guy's trash. Let me
1: give him a chance. He was decent. I liked him in Pittsburgh
0: that one time he caught the ball mm-hmm. yeah
1: that one year that one time that one week that one week yeah
0: he had <laughs> dude the what do they call him like mapletron because he's canadian oh is he yeah no i didn't know that that's tied yeah claypool he's a one-hit wonder but back to justin fields he's the guy that you're going to draft around six through eight right he and that's kind of where jalen Hurts went last year that's true do i think he's going to make the jalen Hurts jump no hell no hell no <clears throat> but if he's if he does half of that
1: that's still a significant improvement that's still a significant I mean, improvement anything's better than zero i
0: suppose yeah and if the bears were smart they would just look at that offense and then kind of scheme that to justin fields cuz i think if you swap if you swapped places and you put justin fields on on the philadelphia eagles he's going to be putting up monster numbers too with those weapons that offensive line that offensive coordinator I Am I crazy to think that? I don't think you can swap
1: them because I think Jalen has it, and I don't think Justin has it. That's a valid point. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Jalen is probably right now working out, and he's probably going to get up at four tomorrow to work out, and then throw, and then nap, and then work out. Do I think Justin Fields is doing that? I don't know. And do I think that Chicago has set has put like resources around him to do that? No, but I think Philly does that. I like can
0: tell you who's definitely not doing that kyler murray
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man poor kyler man that guy's fallen so far on our draft we got it we'll we'll talk about him
0: later but yeah he's playing call of duty bro definitely right now all right next guy frank here's your boy <clears throat> my boy
1: so we're gonna get into deshaun watson deshaun watson as many of you guys have know he missed a year and a half for you know a lot of allegations that we are not going to don't really care to get into on this you know, show because they're silly and stupid. Um, but he finally got back on the field in week 13, and he sure looked like it that he had not been on the field in almost two years. He did not top 200 yards in four of the six games played. Um, I think the biggest thing with me is that Watson consistently struggled to get the ball downfield, which was one of his strengths in Houston. So it's definitely like he, there's a lot of Russ here. Um, he ranked 32 on on-target percentage and 36th so 36th in the league in completion percentage. That Jesus. means there was three other guys that were on the bench yeah, that had that a better better completion. than him. So again, all very scary things. Um, he did show some good where he could still rush the ball. He rushed for 175 yards on the ground, got into the end zone a couple of times. So we know the ability is there. Um, Something that I found very interesting is that, you know, one of the biggest things that I think he struggled with last year is that he stepped into an offense that was not tailored for him but rather tailored for Jacoby Brissett, and those are two completely different quarterbacks. So coming into this year, I think the outlook is very positive, and the things that I've heard coming out of camp are have been very positive. His ball's a lot better. His deep ball's getting downfield, getting down um, showing a lot of power in his throws, and the scheme is going to be all his this year. So they're scheming for him. And they went out and got Elijah Moore, which I know you are a huge fan of. Yeah. They also drafted. Dynamic. Yeah. They also drafted Cedric Tillman. And I think it's not the worst thing in the world to think that he can get back to his 2018-24 because he's still 27. You know, that's like he's barely getting into his prime as a quarterback. So he could go 10 more years. That's what I'm saying. And so I really think that, yeah, he looked like shit last year. <laughs> but this year. That's being nice, too. Yeah. This year. Who knows? I think he. I think it's possible that, shit, man. If we have Lamar Jackson up here, Deshaun Watson can do similar things. So (laughs) this is true. So like it's it's again, it's not a far cry that you know you take this guy late, shit, tenth round, well, and maybe he gets top ten finish.
0: Yeah, I think tenth round is a good spot for Deshaun. It's definitely saying something when you replace Jacoby Brissett and the offense gets worse.
1: Yeah that's a huge red flag yeah
0: so i don't i personally don't know if i have the stones to draft deshaun watson definitely not as my first quarterback right you know i'm more interested to see what he does this season and then i'll make a move for him next season and that's talking redraft Right. right dynasty wise i mean i would buy low if you can
1: i'm not selling them
0: yeah but i mean if someone if so you see find that owner yeah and see if they're see if they're willing to move on him you know if you haven't already because the upside was there before he stopped playing he was a top five dynasty quarterback yes and he was consistently a top 10 quarterback in the league with multiple qb1 finishes
1: he was an animal him and d hop were A beast
0: he was an animal and I mean it was only what four or five years ago it was him and Mahomes right I think in a championship game just dueling it out so it's definitely there he looked like a guy that hasn't been on the field in a really long time let's give him a training camp and I want to see what he does you know I think he's worth a late round flyer see how far he falls you know He'd be a good QB, two, Or you take him as your QB, one, but then follow that up with, like, an Aaron Rodgers or a Matthew right. Stafford.
1: Right. So a little safety net.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next guy. Dak Prescott. Last season, it was just a struggle for Dak, man. Like, he broke his thumb. He came back. Couldn't throw still. Did yeah. Like, what, 15 picks or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think... And honestly, dude, and I was thinking about the passing game, like CD became the alpha like we thought he would, Mm -hmm. and then nobody stepped up behind him, right? Yeah,
1: Gallup signed that $72 $72 million contract and then just didn't do damn.
0: I think his wide receivers averaged the third fewest yards of separation. Like, I'm not not entirely sure if there's actually any upside left for Dak because he no longer uses his legs ever since he broke his leg right he think he's actually ran for less than 200 yards like the last 2 seasons yeah that was a nasty break and like that used to be part of his game you know running the ball in rushing for first downs you know taking it in, taking it in on the goal line he's not doing that kind of stuff anymore the team also made minimal improvements around him we're talking old man Brandon Cooks a rookie tight end they still don't have a running mate for Tony Pollard but i feel like they're going to fill that spot yeah closer to the start of the season it just to me, it feels like a make or break year for Dak, and he's always kind of been like that decent floor guy. But I don't think that ceiling is there for him anymore, especially after losing Kellen Moore and hearing Mike McCarthy say they're they're throwing the ball too much and they're scoring too fast. Like he wants to go ridiculous. back to the old school ground and pound offense. Like I don't know, we have him as a fringe top ten quarterback, but I if I had to pull someone off this list and push someone else push push someone else in right, I am gonna replace Dak essentially. So like, not a love.
1: Yeah. I got Dak at 11. You have Dak at nine and Brady has Dak at 10. So we're all like, I that's, even think nine is a little high. Like I would like, cause you have Deshaun at 10. So I don't know. It's just interesting. Again, it's just these guys that I hear that you just, you know, you want, do you want the upside of Deshaun Watson or do you want the sure floor of
0: Dak? And I, and I think that's <laughs> what it is, dude. Yeah. Just because I, I saw the floor right for Deshaun. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah so the floor is... <laughs> it's the floor, dude. Yeah, the foundation. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he's whatever. <clears throat> um, all right, Gino bro. Smith. Gino. Now, I'd
1: like me some Gino. After basically going non-existent for the last 10 years of his career since New York, he's basically played on every single NFL team as a backup or on the practice squad or cheerleading. Yep. He he <laughs> He's landed in Seattle... <laughs> At, Water boy. Uh, you know, as the air Rus- to Russell Wilson. And I remember last year, everybody was like, wow, this this is a bad situation in Seattle. And then the guy did nothing except come out and absolutely light the world on fire and show the world that, damn, he can play quarterback and play quarterback at a high level and produce at a fantasy level that you can you can warrant.
0: If you sit long enough, you could finally learn how Another, to
1: play. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> if you wait 10 years, you'll finally figure it out. So... He threw for 4,200 yards, 30 touchdowns, 11 picks, rushed for 366 yards, one touchdown. Respect. Okay. Those are top eight numbers, man. Yeah, he finished top 10. Yeah. And yeah. it's just crazy because it's like you think he probably didn't go draft. He probably didn't get drafted in oh. last year's redraft. And then he was getting chance, picked dude. up. And if you picked him up at like maybe after week two, because I think week two was his worst week, but like if you picked him up week three or even during bye weeks, you were super pumped because he was giving you high quarterback two, low end quarterback one numbers. And so he finished, oh, I'm sorry, I'm standing corrected. He finished as a QB five. And then Seattle this year signed him to an extension. So he's going to be the QB one there for the foreseeable future. They're happy with him. They're going to war with him. They so much added Jackson Smith and Jigba. Damn. And to the more confusing move, they did add Charbonnet, but that's just you know another another tool in his belt. So they're gearing this guy up for some success here. The situation seems like it's only getting better. He's only going to have another year under his belt in this offense. I think if you wait for a quarterback, this is the guy that you wait for.
0: Well, uh, they showed confidence in him, dude, because there was talk like, oh, they're going to draft AR because Mm -hmm. they had one of those early picks. But like you said, they re-upped on his deal. I think they gave him, what, two, three more years. Yep. The weapons look good. Lockett's a QB one. There's wide receiver one. Metcalf's got that top ten upside. I love Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think he's gonna be the future there. Two good running backs. Like this is a good football team with fantasy weapons galore. And Gino is the general. Yep. Right? He runs that ship. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he's gonna finish in the top ten again.
1: That's what I'm saying. So yeah.
0: three yeah. years, hundred and five mil. So not bad, dude. Yeah, but I like Gino. But he's that guy that's not getting any respect, right? Exactly. You're going to find him rounds eight, nine, ten. That's the quarterback you draft. You wait on him. You wait for him. You build up the rest of your roster. You're going to be a playoff lock. 100%. Guarantee it. Yep. Um. Last but not something least. Something I don't guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just start I'm by saying. I'm very confused
1: as to why we have this guy this high after looking at the rankings, we all basically kind of agree that he's around this territory. But, like, if you think it's,
0: about it. It's, uh, dude, it's because, like, these rankings, right? Like, we do not factor in the injuries. Yeah. These rankings are strictly, if this guy's going to play all 17 games, this is what we think he's going to do the whole season. Right. But let me say this. If you're drafting Tua as your starting quarterback for your fantasy team, you probably have just as much CTE as he does, too. <laughs> oh God. And oh, I mean that with God. all due respect, but like no, you don't. You don't mean that with any respect at all. You know, all, we because we're we're <laughs> we're building this because we think he's gonna sp- stay healthy the whole year. Yeah, you know that's what the rankings are for. Do I actually think he's gonna stay healthy the whole year? Absolutely not. Like, sad to say this with all due respect, Mister Tua. Like, he's probably one more concussion away from hanging it up. Yeah. Right. But we we have him ranked this high because of the upside that he flashed, and the system that he plays in, and the system and the weapons: Reek, Waddle, Dalvin,
1: fifteen running
0: backs that can all run and run fast. Right, they, McDaniel runs that Shanahan offense, Just which, icky. which Tua did great. No, he moved on. He's on the New England. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Um, he's in a good strong offense. I thought Tua was doing great for about half the year. Mm-hmm. And then he's got it again. He got his bell rung multiple times. He just looked skittish in the second half. They were bad too. And I think teams started to figure out how to slow down the fastest offense in the league. So, but that said, I think McDaniel's a great offensive mind. I think Tua has more monster games in the bag. He had that like 400 yards, six touchdown game against the Ravens. It was ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. That was
1: a crazy game.
0: That was the week when everyone's like, he's a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. Yes. That was the talk for the week. Yeah, I remember that, and I was like, "God, God, people are stupid." Um, I mean, in the multiverse, he can easily finish in the top twelve, and if you know, if he stays healthy the whole year, but that's a massive if. I'm not honestly. I'm not touching Tua. I'm staying away from Tua as well. Like, I'm just so nervous. Like, nobody wants to see a guy get hurt of course you know and it's especially him dude because like when he gets hurt like you could just tell like oh man this guy's like really, literally crying on the field yeah like, oh my it head hurts bad. you know it just looks like every injury looks bad with him and i guess he truly contemplated with his family hanging it up so to me like you're not coming back into the game with 100 percent confidence right right <clears throat> so like you're probably one hit away dude now i feel like i have him too high honestly
1: Damn, I think we do have him too high.
0: Yeah. Well, these rankings are going to change all year.
1: Yeah. This is these are like way too early. These rankings. are the June rankings. So, I mean, it's going to come out that he's already hurt, Probably. and then we're going to be like, "All right, your feelings, off. <laughs> <laughs> so, his ego, his confidence." Yeah. It's just uh, the shitty thing is that system. All of that is so so attractive as a fantasy owner. If you could just get a guy in there to just do what Brock Purdy did in San Francisco, you know.
0: No, they're gonna find their Brock Purdy. They will. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Skylar Thompson. Ooh. Well, that's our top twelve. That's it. Let's close this out real quick. Do you have a dark horse? Someone that's not in your top twelve that you think could climb into the top ten or top five?
1: Oh yeah. Anthony Richardson.
0: AR fifteen. AR fifteen. Okay.
1: So from what I'm hearing, this guy's gonna win the is getting the job to win a right out of camp. And he's taking all the snaps and they're working with him. And he's very coachable. And I think about what it would take for him to make the top 10. And it's not asking very much, especially with his ability to run, rush the football. So, like, say it's like, I don't know, on a weekly basis, he's averaging one to two touchdowns, you know, on the ground and maybe one touchdown passing or even one touchdown rushing, one touchdown passing and maybe one pick. But he's still rushing for like 100 yards and throwing for another 200 yards. Yeah. That's top five numbers.
0: Yeah, so essentially.
1: That and that doesn't yeah, seem like 10, it's too far out of the TDs. realm.
0: Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah, yeah.
1: That doesn't seem like it's too far out of the realm of a possibility. And if he's gonna get if he as a quarterback if he's gonna get in there and Shane Steichen is there here he's gonna run the ball they're it's gonna just, design the it's run it's the all ball.
0: gonna come down to how many picks a game does he throw yes five or seven. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just messing but yeah so like that's
1: my dark horse is ar15 just based on his athletic ability and if he gets the time to start
0: oh my gosh dude he could literally change the game of fantasy football if this guy hits he is the first round quarterback that everyone's wondering about yes like he can be that guy because he's he's got all the ability he's that he's that big he's that strong he's that fast and the green flag that sounds so good about him is that he's coachable Yes.
1: He's not out there being a prick like Jamarcus Russell and not watching the blank DVDs they sent him home with. <laughs> that's,
0: that's still one of the raddest stories I've ever heard. Right? <laughs> How's that film, bro? Looks good, man. <laughs> Nothing. How about you, man? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm saying this, dude. It's it's dangerous. Oh, God. That guy is dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I think we all had I think we all had fun just clowning on Russell Wilson last year. Oh man. And stuff. But you know, Sean Payne's a real head coach. He's gonna hold Russ accountable, unlike yes. Hackett. And honestly, if let's bra put it to you plainly, if Russ can get his head out of his ass and go back to playing ball instead of trying to, you know, brand himself and be Jay Z, he could be a top ten quarterback like he was for most of his career. Right. Like his head I mean, his ego just got freaking to the moon, dude. You know, all the stories coming out, like, you can't talk to me, talk to my manager if you want to meet with me. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, and we're talking, like, teammates here, bro.
1: Marshawn Lynch couldn't even call him.
0: Yeah, you know, I've got got my own office, like, man, fuck all that shit, dude. Like, just just stay humble and ball, you know? Yeah. But, anyways, bro, we're pushing the time here. I think we should wrap up this episode.
1: All right. All right, man, that was fun. That was super fun. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Brady back from his, um... Brady, thanks for your input. Yep, thanks dude. From his uh his, his head surgery slash uh removal of his twin BravoCon. con? Bravo con.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right dude, till next week. Later. Later.